So later today, we'll get an update on whether or not the province is still on track to rack up a remarkable, eye-popping $13 billion surplus. Um, that was the last fiscal update we got. Now, if you go back just a little bit here... Um, it's really ramped up. We were in deficit territory not that long ago. Then we had an update that said, now nah, we're going to have about a half a billion dollar surplus. And then the projection went up to 13.2 billion, uh, on the strength of oil prices that are, you know, at that time were about a hundred bucks a barrel. It's dropped though. It's down to about $80 a barrel. And you're also going to have to factor in, uh, some increased spending that we've seen from the province, namely, billion on the inflation relief package that was announced on Tuesday. And as I said yesterday, I think it had to be done. And I think it's going to help out a lot of Albertans. Of course, there are people that are asking questions about some of the finer details of it. And here to help us try and answer some of those questions is Matt Jones, who is the Minister of Affordability and Utilities. Minister Jones, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Shay. A couple of questions that have come up since the announcement. Um, there's a lot of low-income Albertans. Well, I don't know how many, but there's definitely some low-income Albertans who won't see any of the direct relief. They're going to see a lot of relief, but the $600 over six months. So if you're a single person earning minimum wage, you don't have kids, you're out. You don't get anything, but a single parent earning 180000 a year uh, gets 600 per kid. Have you heard that criticism, too? Why was that decision made? Oh, well, uh, uh, low-income single Albertans are receiving and will receive significant supports under this package. Uh, with the passing of the Inflation Relief Act, they'll be eligible for up to $500 in electricity rebates uh, as of April uh, next year. In addition, they'll save uh, probably between 200 to $400 at the pumps whenever they fill up for gas or diesel with the full suspension of the fuel tax relief. Uh, they'll also benefit from natural gas, gas protection. So if the price uh, goes about six fifty a gigajoule over the winter, uh, they'll get a dollar-for-dollar dollar rebate on the natural gas portion of their bill. And we're also uh, re-indexing income taxes to 20, uh, January 2022, which will actually uh, provide another uh, eighty to 90,000 Albertans with uh, the ability to pay no provincial income tax. And I'll remind you that 40% of Albertans do not pay any Albert income tax. Yeah, all, all well and good. I, I, I completely and fully understand that. But on top of that, if you're um, somebody with a kid under the age of 18 or if you're a senior, you get the additional $600. What I'm saying is the people earning minimum wage who don't have a kid and aren't seniors don't get the 600 So why was that determination made? I mean, everybody gets the things you just talked about. Why were they excluded from the $600 over six months? Yeah, so the broad-based relief that, that targets uh, the vast majority or all Albertans, which I estimated there are roughly seven to nine hundred dollars. Uh, on top of that, for for families and uh, for families with children, they are seeing uh, increased costs and inflation pressures beyond families without children, as are seniors who are on fixed incomes and vulnerable Albertans who are low income and also on fixed incomes. Uh, they they face higher fuel, energy, and food costs as a proportion of their total expenditures. So as the cost of living and inflation crisis persists, it makes sense to target those with the highest need with additional targeted supports. And that's what we've done here. Um, in terms of the spending itself, uh, the other criticism I've heard, and it's pretty tough to square the circle, your government and, and Premier Smith specifically, in fact, in her announcement, absolutely lambastes the federal government on a regular basis for driving up inflation with increased government spending and then moments later announces more government spending. Help me make sense of that. 
Well, well, Shay, we, uh, we're spending $2 billion here, not half a trillion dollars for one. And, and second, we've actually taken actions to reduce inflation. Our, our uh, fuel tax uh, relief, for example, actually has a material reduction in inflation, whereas the federal government's increase in the carbon tax is actually increasing inflation. So I think Premier Smith has every right uh, to criticize the fiscal management of the federal government. They are not in surplus they are in deficit. We are funding this out of the position of a strong balance sheet after three years of fiscal restraint. And we're now uh, providing Albertans support, rightly so, when they need it the most. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to benefit a lot of Albertans, no question. Um, a lot of the measures that the Premier announced on Tuesday were basically, um, when, when the UCP government came in in 2019, they undid a lot of things that were already in place. They put them back last night, re-indexing of AISH, re-indexing of um, the uh, income tax, uh, natural gas rebates, all these sorts of things. Uh, is it an admission that the UCP got it wrong back in 2019 and they should have left things alone? Uh, 2019, we were running uh, record deficits. We had record business closures and and uh, actually negative oil prices. We had a financial crisis. We had uh, it was a very different um, situation than we're facing today. Alberta is doing very well economically, um, and unfortunately, we're now seeing this cost of living and inflation crisis, and that's why you see the package in front of you today. But the decisions made uh, reflected the situation Alberta was facing at the time. We had uh, a large structural deficit, we had low royalty revenues, and we had to make decisions to make sure that programs were sustainable for the long term. We need world-class healthcare, education, and social supports. Uh, and obviously those can't grow materially faster than cost of living, sorry, than uh, inflation and population growth. So we made decisions to make those programs sustainable. And we also made a commitment at that time to re-index those programs when we were able, and we are able, and we're doing so as committed. Uh, the Premier said this was just the beginning and there would be more on the way. This was just the first step. What do you anticipate? How much more is is potentially available? Well, the Ministry of Affordability and Utilities, my ministry, was established first to deliver immediate cost of living and inflation relief. But we're now beginning the work across government to address medium and long-term affordability. So I'm going to be looking, uh, along with my cabinet colleagues, at every area that we're at where we can potentially save Albertans money and make life more affordable. That could be, uh, for example, uh, insurance. It could be childcare. It could be post-secondary. We're going to look at everything. Uh, utilities. And we're going to try to save Albertans over the long term. But we needed to provide something now because families are struggling to put food on the table. And we don't want kids being deprived of food or nutritious food. We don't want moms pulling their daughters out of dance. We don't want kids being pulled out of activities, particularly after two years of disruption and isolation in their lives. They need these things. We want our seniors out there. They had the same thing. Uh, so this is the immediate package, and you will see more efforts to address affordability in the weeks and months ahead. Um, any chance that the people who didn't get included in that $600, you're going to continue to hear from them. Any chance that they that may be added to the package? Well, again, um, they are received, a household without children will receive more than $600. When you factor in the electricity rebates, $500 right there, and then the fuel tax relief and the other benefits. So, uh, we're yeah, but everybody open. gets that. It's the, it's the additional 600 You know that. Yeah, and there's an additional cost to, uh, to having children in a household. The households with children use more energy and heat and electricity yeah. and, and, and buy more food. So I think... Uh, Again, as the cost of living and uh, inflation crisis persists, we must target additional supports where they're needed the most. And that's what we do as a society, right? Yeah. We target supports where they're needed the most. 
That is what we're doing here while also providing significant, and I mean uh, by comparison to other provinces, the broad-based relief alone is significant. So, I, 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 obviously, you don't. There, there's no credence then in you know. Yeah, and you've heard the criticism that it's it's vote buying, and you're targeting the groups that you most need to persuade to vote for the UCP coming up in the spring, and that's why you target it this way. Um, you're buying votes with uh, people's own money. You know, there there either is an inflation crisis and cost of living crisis, or there isn't. And I think every time Albertans, particularly moms, leave their homes and they go to the grocery store, fill up with gas, they can see that the costs are extremely escalated. Uh, and then the next question becomes: Should the government uh, address those uh, those immediate needs to put food on the table and get to work now, or should we defer that to the next government in seven months? And I think Albertans would uh, rightly uh, prefer to feed their families now, and that's what we're going to support them to do. Minister, I really appreciate you being here this morning. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.